Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. My name is Whitney Eckes, and today I am with the local San Diego native, Kaylee Clark from Clear Stem and from Balancing Your Hustle Podcast. Hi, Kaylee. Hey, and super local. I walked two blocks to get here. So I know, literally right down the street. I know, so convenient. So nice. So I, I mean, you're up to some really big things. I mean, you're kind of like a local San Diego influencer, but then you also are, you know, you're the host of this awesome podcast channel called Balancing Your Hustle, which I love. And then you started Clear Stem. And just kind of started a product-based business. So tell me about how you got started. I mean, I want to know the whole story of how you got started into each one of those things. Yeah. So I, I've i always wanted to have a product forever. I never knew what it was going to be. I got very deep into nutrition uh, years back. And so I always thought it was going to be something focused within nutrition. But I never, I was never going to like quit a job to start a company that I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew like one day... The idea would come to me one day, it it would work out. But until then, I was working a corporate job. And what really stemmed all my nutrition background, kind of my love for all things wellness, I, I grew up as an athlete. So I've always been really active. I've loved moving. I have always cared what's in my body. And so that's something that's been a constant. But after I graduated college, I started working in professional sports I loved my job in the beginning. I was working like 60 to 80 hour weeks. It oh was, my gosh. It was pretty crazy. It was 60 hours in the off season, like closer to 80 hours in the in season. And I started to become very stressed out. I started not to love my job as much anymore. I started to lose myself. I lost kind of all passions that I had because I didn't have time to be passionate about anything. I didn't have time to cook, to be outside. Uh, it was the longest period of time in my life I'd gone without working out in, in any capacity. And so I found myself pretty miserable with just the way I felt. I was also in and out of the hospital at this time. I oh, wow. Everything from like a herniated disc to stomach ulcers to like, it was literally left and right. Something was wrong with me and come to find out it was all stemming from stress and not moving and not putting good things in my body. And my body was like, we can't handle this. So I left that job. And actually that's when my husband and I moved out to San Diego. So you got a job out here. I started working from home and finding myself again, finding what I loved again, kind of starting from scratch. I started cooking at home more. I started diving into all things wellness. Which we're going to talk about our recipes because holy (laughs) shit, I think I DM you every time you're cooking something. I'm like, what's in that? Can you come to my house and make it? Like, I love, that's something I've always loved cooking. Like since 
my stepmom was really big on getting me in the kitchen and just allowing me to experiment. So I've literally been cooking my family dinner since I was like eight, nine, 10 mm. years old. Like it's, it's a really fun thing for me. It always has been. So it was really fun to have some more free time and getting back in the kitchen and just being at home for that. But I started up another corporate job where I was traveling a lot mm-hmm. and I, my um, health started going south again. So I was mm-hmm. under a lot of stress. I'd be up till two, three o'clock in the morning, answering emails, waking up at five, 6 a.m. to work out because I had to be ready to start work by seven. seven yeah. yeah. So I found myself kind of back in the hospital going through a lot of different things. The two main issues that were going on with me is one, I dropped a lot of weight really fast without changing my workout schedule or eating. And number two, I broke out with bright red cystic acne, like Ooh. everywhere. Like People don't believe me until I show them a picture. I'll like I'll show you after this. Yeah, because those like, of you that can't see her, she has the total typical San Diego perfect <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, gorgeous like surfer skin. Like you have a beautiful, Thank you. beautiful I, skin. I work really hard for my skin. Like I, yeah. I it's, it is not natural for me to have good skin. I'm very acne prone, and the littlest things make me break out from food to a specific product to change in water and pH levels, like anything makes me break out. And so my stress levels and come to find out my body, I dropped all the weight because my body wasn't absorbing nutrients. And so everything I ate was basically going right through me. Mm. So I wasn't getting correct levels of vitamins, nutrients mixed with stress, like, like bright red, painful, painful acne. Like I I'm not a vain person, but I would look in the mirror and cry because like who I saw looking back in the mirror, it it didn't look like me. Like I didn't recognize myself. I didn't see friends for like months because I would have to like cake on makeup to go out in public. It was just, it was a really, really hard time in life. I just, you know, I buckled down, got a lot of work done and didn't really leave my house. Um, But that's, in that, in that pain and in that part of life that was a big struggle for me is where Clearstem was born. So I went to different, all different doctors, estheticians, dermatologists, basically everyone just either wanted to put me on um, birth control, antibiotics, or Accutane. Yep. And Been down that yeah. road. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go back on birth control because to be honest, I'd worked really hard on finally getting my, I'd I was on birth control for eight years, went off. It took me two years to get my period back. And I worked really hard to like control everything naturally. So I did not want to get back on it. I didn't want to take antibiotics if there wasn't a real reason. It's like, yeah. okay, if you can give me a reason of like why I like, I, I love the mesh between Eastern and Western, Western medicine. I believe like there's a place for both and a happy medium. And yeah. so like, if I'm very ill and antibiotics is going to help me, then of course, but they were just like, here, try this. We'll see if it works. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, and then Accutane, I, I honestly almost went on it. It was my very last resort because this has been like months of seeing all different doctors and specialists and no one could tell me why I had these like bright red painful mm-hmm. cysts everywhere. And so I started going through the process to get Accutane and my mom was like, please don't do it. Like you don't understand like, it's you need like to read all chemo. the research. Yeah. I mean, sorry, that's so insensitive. No, people going through chemo. But. I understand, but it's but it in the sense that like chemo kills like all like all your blood cells, good and bad. Like Accutane works the same way. Like it yeah. it destroys everything. It destroys all of your gut flora. And so you can come out of Accutane having like 
new food allergies, issues digesting, IBS, like you can develop like Crohn's disease, like you can develop a lot of autoimmune disease from, from it because it destroys so much in your body. Yeah. It's, it's a scary thing. It's so very scary. I was on Accutane twice. Oh my gosh. So with my business partner. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, oh my gosh. I don't know what happened. I had, I mean, I had flawless skin as, you know, all through teenager years, everything. And then in college, it just like, I was totally, it was my chest, my back, my entire face mm-hmm. was just like covered and I did Accutane and I hated it so much. I quit. Like I stopped. Really? You're not supposed yes. to stop. Mm-hmm. And then it came right back and came back with a vengeance. And then I, I did it again. And finally I got off it. But I remember, I just, I remember it's funny because I, I actually like, I, my, I had really bad stomach problems mm-hmm. on it. And it was like, I had a super sensitive stomach. Yeah. It was, I mean, whatever, but yeah, it's, it was rough. It's a scary thing. And yeah. I, I ended up not going through it because I finally found who my now business partner, uh, her name's Danielle. She owns San Diego Acne Clinic in La Jolla. Oh, nice. And she had only been open about two months, but her background is absolutely amazing. She comes from more of a biochem background, has studied on, under top dermatologists and estheticians all throughout California, is very science-backed skin, but with mixing in natural modalities too. And so I had found her and my very first meeting with her. Now, mind you, I'm also working with a naturopath to fix things internally because I do have an autoimmune disease. And so that was like causing me some malabsorption too. So I was working internally, but I needed to like work on my skin externally. And so our very first meeting, she had me bring in every, every makeup I owned that I put on my face, any skin products I put on my face, any supplements I take and any hair products I use. Okay. And we spent like an hour and a half going through everything and her telling me, what like what I could keep what's like okay this is fine this is fine and what was causing a lot of my breakouts inflammation irritation and so part of like part of my degree is in business and another part of my degree is um, in nutrition and so I'm very passionate about checking your ingredients before you eat anything and just being just being mindful like if you do want to eat a bag of Doritos go for it but at least know what's in them so Mm -hmm. you're not being like Oh, why do I feel like shit now? Yeah. Like, oh, like why? Like why am I? Like why am I breaking out? Well, maybe it's just, you just had like Doritos and milk and this. Like just yeah. be like just knowing. Um, so I'm like just really big on knowledge is power, and so I I know that a lot from the nutrition standpoint and um, reading ingredients, but skincare is a different ball game. Yeah. There's a, a lot of things you can't pronounce. Um, that, <laughs> and there's a lot of things you can't pronounce that are actually good. Like that's the hard thing is it's like when you're reading a nutrition label, it's like, usually if you can't pronounce it, like you probably shouldn't be eating it if you want to be eating. Yeah. Clean. But with skincare, like you have to use the scientific name for everything. So even things like turmeric and green tea and aloe vera, like have these really long scientific names is they can mm. look like chemicals when really it's a plant. That's so interesting. Yeah, why so, Why is that necessary? Is that just like a... It's per like that different regulations within like oh, beauty products. That's rough. Yeah, so you have to okay. be putting the scientific name on things. And so like on the clear stem bottle, we have the scientific name, but then bold in parentheses, we have like what it is. So you can understand like that's not a toxic chemical. It's the name for aloe vera. So yeah, you have to put like the specific name. So I started to become really well educated on ingredients in skincare and what was good, what wasn't good. But more importantly, there's a lot of natural ingredients that cause acne. 
Hmm. So even so things like like different types of algae and seaweed and stuff labeled deep sea. Someone who's slightly acne prone, um, the high iodine content actually triggers excess oil production and breakouts. Whoa. Yeah. So if someone's acne prone, they shouldn't be using anything with algae or seaweed in it. Really? Mm-hmm. You'd think that it's like from the sea and it's like all yeah. natural that it probably have like healing properties or something. Yeah. And it. it's actually, it's really good for anti-aging and it's great for people that aren't acneic at all. Or sometimes like older women, like forties, fifties, sixties that aren't dealing with the same oil production as mm-hmm. you are in either teens, twenties, and thirties. Okay. So they can usually use more of those types of products. So not saying it's bad, but it's, if you're acne prone, it's not good. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of things like, like beeswax and shea butter and coconut oil. All of those, the molecular size is too big to absorb into your pore. So that's going to cause you to break out because it's going to get stuck in your pore. It can't absorb, you know, it gets blocked by excess keratin and protein and oil and then forms a breakout and gets clogged. And that is so yeah. interesting. Okay. So how, how, I mean, you clearly have done your homework and everything. How did you actually physically create clear stem? Like yeah. what, what, what led to that process? Yes. So Danielle and I met, she healed me, cured me. She's amazing. <laughs> Taught me everything I know in skincare, but basically for the first almost year of seeing her at first, I saw her every week. So I was a year out from my wedding when my face was bright red. No so, yeah. Way. And I was so nervous. And Aww. so seeing her every week. And then when it got under control, it was every two weeks. And I would lie on her, uh, her facial bed. And we would basically talk the entire time. Like mm-hmm. she taught me. So I would talk about nutrition. She would talk about skincare. And we developed such a relationship of our love of science and, and knowledge and nutrition and ingredients. And we, we were actually more business partners before friends, almost like we were friends as in like, you know, she was healing my skin. I was talking to her, but we had just this such like business and professional relationship that we love talking about all these things together. And so she had actually started to develop clear stem when I was seeing her. And so she was working with a chemist and she was going through just a different, a bunch of different production rounds of trying things out. And I'd lay on her bed and we'd talk about it. And then she'd send me home with like the sample she was working on and wanted my feedback. And wow. so we did that for months and months. Was that and scary trying something that was I knew like what was in it? Developed? So okay. yeah. Yeah. So she'd share all the ingredients with me and, and she would be like, you know, tell like, do you like the consistency? How do you feel like it absorbs? And mm-hmm. so we we're really testing, like all the ingredients were great. We we're really testing like on a consumer, like what do I like? What don't I like? Yeah. Does it feel too thick? Does it feel sticky after I leave it on? Things like that. So we've gone through months of that. And finally she was getting down to the final rounds and she's like, I, I really want to do this. And she's like, I, I think you'd be a great partner to come in on this with your knowledge and marketing and social media and business and like bringing things to like, because my background is more in business. So like really bringing things to the forefront. And so we met a bunch of times to talk about it, what it would look like. Do we really want to do this? And it ended up being a really awesome partnership. Um, Because again, she's definitely more on the science side, product development. She can talk your ear off about why, like if you wash your face in a certain pH of water, why it'll cause your skin to do one thing versus another. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, she's, that's so, she's so knowledgeable about everything there is to do with skincare, your skin, the biology and chemistry behind it. And then I came with more of like a business and marketing and product, like 
knowing where to source bottles from and finding people to design packaging. And so a little more of the operations side of that. And so we decided to go in together on it. We realized we both had a very unique set of skills that could really make ClearStem come to life. And so we formed a partnership from there. That's insane. I mean, that's, I mean, what like a match made in heaven though. Like I'm so grateful for like the skills that she has and just our relationship and balance. Well, and I mean, it's a, it's all for those of you that haven't tried it. I mean, you gave me a bottle at the grand opening party. I think I actually bought a bottle or something. You I can't did. remember. Yeah, I you did. did. I remember because I saw your name because I hadn't met you yet. And I saw your name come through in the orders. So I was like, oh my God, Whitney just ordered. Like, <laughs> I, I told my husband, I was like, I haven't met her yet, but she owns this amazing marketing company. Oh, and so like, sweet. I can't believe she ordered clear stuff. Like, I was so excited. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was too, because I mean, you were in holy matcha. Mm-hmm. I had a couple girlfriends that had been trying you out and I was like what the hell is this I was like I anyway but it's it is it's an unreal product I mean I still use it and it's just so different though because Mm -hmm. it's not I feel like and I'm not a huge beauty guru I mean I barely have time to freaking cleanse my face (laughs) at the end of the night but what I did notice was that it's neither too it's not too abrasive Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you put something on that you want to help with your skin or you want it to get better, it feels abrasive. It feels like you feel it. I don't want to say you feel it like necessarily working, but you feel it doing Mm -hmm. a little bit of an aggressive job. And, but the other thing too, is I feel like clear stem is extremely moisturizing. Mm -hmm. And so when you put clear stem on, like I put it on at night, like after I cleanse my face or whatever, and maybe I'll moisturize and then put it on top of my moisturizer. It is it's not too oily. It's perfect consistency and it feels good. Like it actually feels calming and relaxing versus something that's so aggressive. Well, we created it for those 20 and 30 year olds that are dealing thought, thought they're out of their acne days thought, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you finish it as a teenager, it's done. Um, and there's some people that are breaking out for their very first time at the age of 24 and they're mm-hmm. freaking out, but we created it for those women, um, and men too. It's funny. We do have a pretty big men consumer base, really? too, which, I, which makes me really happy, but, <laughs> but we created it for those people that are dealing with acne but also want to be using really hydrating anti-aging products Mm. because the products that work to heal acne as a teenager are very drying and abrasive because you have a little, you have more oil to work with as a teenager. Like you can dry the crap out of a teenager's face and their oil will come right back. But when you try those same products as an adult, like you're getting really deep wrinkles, your face is crackling everywhere. And so we needed something that would help to heal the acne and control the oil production, but be ultra hydrating. So you're getting all those anti-aging properties. Oh man. Well, I think you guys totally knocked it out of the park. I mean, I, I mean, I love it. I think it's great. I think all everyone that's tried, it's pretty much been a pretty big fan of it. That's amazing. So tell me, I mean, you're doing this thing with ClearSem and then Reese, it's pretty recent, right? Balancing your hustle. Yeah. It's about, it's tell me about, about it. a year into podcasting. So again, it's funny, another, like you can say business partner or partner that wasn't like a best friend at all. So yeah. Helen, she lives in Bend, Oregon now. She's my co-host, but she's born and raised San Diego. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And we had... We had honestly met like via social media because this was before like, you know, in San Diego, we have so many events now. You, so like, many. You meet anyone and everyone now, but yeah. this was 
like four year, four or five years ago, like there's just, there wasn't any events. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so like, how I, like, we would just like talk during, uh, like over social media, we each kind of like had our own lives. We, we did like a giveaway together before Aww. different things. And then she moved off to Bend, Oregon. She had, she had a podcast. She wasn't consistent about it at all. And she was like, you know, I like it, but you know, I just, I don't feel right about it anymore. And so she had reached out to me and basically was like, can you hop on a phone call? I was like, sure. And so she calls me and she's like, I know this might sound really random. Like we're not best friends, you know, we've met in person like one time, but I really want to start a podcast again. And I really want to do it with somebody and I want to do it right and consistent and go full force. And she's like, would you, would you want to do it with me? Um, and I was like, can I, have a, can I have a day or so to think about it? Cause this time I was still working a full-time job and doing clear STEM and I was like, do I really want to add one more thing to my plate? Yeah. But, you know, I was like, you know what? Let's go for it. Because Helen said, she was like, let's record an episode or two. If things don't vibe, that's totally okay. Like, we'll say this didn't work and just continue to be like friends over social media and support each other and like no hard feelings. And so that took a lot of the pressure off it. It's like, you know what? Like, why not? Let's try it. So we recorded our first episode. And while she was in Bend, I was in San Diego. It was like an epic fail. It was terrible. <laughs> Helen listened back to it and she's like, um, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but I had a work trip planned to Portland um, a few okay. weeks later. So I was in Portland. She drove from Bend and we recorded in person, we recorded two episodes and they were awesome. From then on, like we've loved it. It's my favorite form of like media there is. Yeah. I have so much fun podcasting. <laughs> I love bringing on people and hearing their stories. It's funny because I, I wanted our podcast in the beginning to just be like all interviewing people because I like love picking people's yeah. brains. But Helen was like, but I also have podcasts where people are just chatting about their lives. And I like wasn't really into it at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we started recording our solo episodes where it's just us gabbing about life, what happened that <laughs> week. And those are some of our like highest performing podcasts. Really? Like, so those are the ones I get the most like after podcast like airs, the most like DMs I get the next day about like how much people loved it. Aww. And it's so crazy. I like I didn't think people would care, but people yeah. care about the fun little stuff. And so solo episodes are now like one of my favorites. Oh, that's amazing. See, I I mean, I totally I'm right on board with you guys podcasting. I was actually just talking about it on the last podcast episode. But I was like, I freaking love the podcast community. <laughs> it's like, so fun. It is so much fun. And it is nothing like any other social media yeah. channel because everyone just wants to come on and be friendly and just like chat with you. And I, I mean, I haven't done a solo episode yet because I don't think I could stand the sound of my own voice for an hour. <laughs> I would listen to it. <laughs> I don't even know. I actually, I was talking to my editor. Was I talking to my editor? I can't remember. I was talking to somebody about it. And I was like, do I do a solo podcast? Like, what would that even sound like? Like, what do I talk about? And I was, it was actually, it wasn't my editor, it was one of my friends. And she's like, you need to start talking about like things that you do in your life and like products that you use and things like that. And I was like, Dude, I'm like a fucking entrepreneur. Like, I don't have time. Like, I know what Glossier is, and I think I know what Moon Juice is, and that's about all I got in me. Like, that's it. So I was like, what do I have to talk about? But I mean, I've been I've been thinking about doing one, and I I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm there yet. If you're but nervous it's... to do a solo one, you should have a friend or someone come on and instead of being more instead of it being like an interview, mm-hmm. you're like talking about your week that week. I but mean, like with someone else that like provides a little back and forth. Yeah, okay. I can I feel like I can do that. I had um 
I had a girlfriend of mine come on. We did a social media recap and it was kind of hilarious because we just kind of, we like nerded out and like forgot we were recording. And I was like looking, I was like, okay, shit, we're like 60 minutes into this. Like we got to cut some stuff out. I mean, I love that. I love yeah. that you're into podcasting and I mean, it's, it's great. And I love the podcast. I think it's awesome. Thank dude. you. So tell me like what, what is like your passion behind all this? I mean, you're total like girl boss. You're totally hustling like every yeah. day. So what, what's your like motivation? I love to help people Aww. like that. That's always been my driving force. Growing up, I never had this idea like this is what I'm going to be when I grow up. This is what I'm going to do. But every job I had or kind of new passion in life always stemmed from helping people. And it, it took me a long time to realize because I used to think like I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm not great at one thing. Mm-hmm. I never like played that instrument perfectly. I played a lot of sports, but I was never the best. I did well in school, but I didn't get straight A's. Like I was, I felt like I was never great at anything. And it, it really, it was hard for me mentally to figure out like, what am I supposed to do? Like yeah. what, where's my passion lay? And I, I realized that it always stemmed from helping people. Growing up, I, I did a lot of babysitting. I coached gymnastics and I did tutoring in college. And then <laughs> like, I loved volunteering. I loved working with kids, but, but I didn't want to be a teacher. And it, like, there was just so many things that pointed me in the direction of, I like people, I like helping people become better versions of themselves. Wow. I like helping people find out what makes them happy and seeing people get excited about like changes in their life or passions they have, which can also come at a downfall in the fact I have a hard time saying no to people. Mm-hmm. I overcommit myself because I want to help people and I want to support people, but I realize sometimes I have to support myself and that's that's a really hard like battle that I deal with but every job I've had that I haven't been happy in and left was because I didn't feel like I was helping people in some way when I was working in professional sports it was so much fun it was fast paced but I was like what am I doing like I don't feel like I'm making a difference I don't feel like I'm improving people's lives Mm -hmm. and that's why I've I've left other jobs that I've had so with clear stem and even what I, what I, what I put out on social media, I love to put out, I love to inspire through what I do. So I love to show like how I'm finding time to get movement in, how I'm finding time to like spend time with my husband in a very busy lifestyle, how, how I find, um, you know, time to eat healthy and how I can, you know, how I don't spend five hours making a dinner, but I can spend 30 minutes making this awesome yeah. dinner. And it's, I do it all so I can hopefully encourage other people to realize like, you can find time in your life to be happy and be supportive and really do what makes you feel the best version of yourself. And so that's like, that's really what everything I do stems from at the core. That's amazing. And I mean, you really do, because I mean, I want to move into talking about like your kind of sphere of influence and whatnot, but I mean, you, when you follow you and you look at your stories and you see working with clear STEM and you see everything that you're doing, you, it is such an authentic feel that I feel like you yourself probably didn't mean to even have this kind of brand where it felt so true and honest, but the way it it just, like you said, it stems from your core and you can really see that. I think that's too, why I was kind of so infatuated by you because at first I was like, well, is she a personal brand or is she repping clear? (laughs) Does she work for clear? Like what the hell is that? Like where, where does she land? And it is because you, you have, like you said, you take on these different kind of avenues, Mm -hmm. but it's all wrapped up into who Kaylee is. 
So it's beautiful. I love it. Tell me a little bit about, let's talk about influence. Let's kind of move out of that. Cause I mean, you do, you mean, you have a pretty hefty following. You have 23,000 followers. You're kind of repping your thing. You're cooking for people on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. I love cooking always. That'll um, never go away. <laughs> what, what in like your own words is, you know, what does influence mean to you? So it's funny. So when uh, on the brand side of things with Clear Stem, I'm using this as an example. When people like want to work with Clear Stem, they want to get paid or they want to receive free product. I get some emails where people say, "Hi, I'm an influencer," and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I get other emails from people that say, "Hey, I want to introduce myself. Um, I have this platform where I educate about blank, or I have a podcast where I talk about blank, or a blog, and this is what I like to do. This is who my community is." And to me, an influencer is not someone who walks up and introduces themselves as an influencer. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, people like I, people call, um, you call like the general realm of people that obviously have an influence on some platform, an influencer, like right. uh, on the clear some side, I, you know, anyone we work with, I call them influencers because like, that's their category. But Jennifer but... Aniston doesn't walk up and say, hi, I'm a celebrity. That's, <laughs> yes! like Jennifer Aniston. that's the example I give all the time. I'm like, <laughs> celebrities don't walk up and say, hi, I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Like, no, they say like, uh, like what kind of musician they are, what movies they're, you know, you say what, like you say, like where your worth lays, like who you are, what you do. So to me, an influencer is someone that like has a passion of sharing whatever they're interested in. Mm. Like a tr- the people that I see that are so successful on the social media or in the pot or any media platform really are people that are so passionate about what they do. It shines through and in turn influences people because people connect to that authenticity. They, they connect to whatever that person is interested in. So, I mean, someone could have a huge social media following because all they talk about is like, collecting specific stuffed animals, you know, Mm -hmm. and that might not like, that might not um, fit and connect with everyone, but there's other people out there that are obsessed with connect, like <laughs> collecting stuffed animals that are gonna like love that person so much. Yeah, like, there's probably so, a group out there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's when you like, it's when you find that person you connect with on social media that you just feel like, even if you don't know that person, you're like, that's my person. I hear mm-hmm. what you're saying. I love what you're saying. Like. I love the products you recommend because like you love them, you use them, like you enhance their lives with, you know, all different things like that. That's what I think truly an influencer. It's someone just being themselves, sharing what they love, sharing whether it's how they balance the world, what they love collecting, like whatever it is. And then in turn, people connect with that and find community within that connection. That's yeah. I think you nailed it. I think, you know, it's, it's funny because we, I was, I was on a call with, uh, Brittany Crystal. Have you seen her? Yeah. Heard her mm-hmm. podcast, the, uh, influencer, not the influencer no, podcast, the, um... Brittany, forgive me. I'm blanking right now. It's like <laughs> three o'clock on a Monday. I'm dying. Um, anyway, she, but she talked about this really crucial thing where she talked about the difference between somebody that was the quote unquote influencer and somebody that was, had an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit that saw themselves as a brand. And I think too, that's where we even see it, right? And mm-hmm. I love that you talked about somebody that connects down with that community and then takes it the next step forward. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's so important because <clears throat> we, we're also seeing a time right now where there's the market is so saturated with people that are wanting to create this personal brand for themselves. You know, they see, you know, these influencers signing six figure deals and they're like, well, why can't I do that? And I, I think that there is such a difference between those that, 
you know, see the business aspect of it, you know, see the helping people aspect of it, see the community aspect of it. And those that just kind of want free stuff, the free stuff <laughs> yeah. and the money. So, I mean, I, I, I think what you said is beautiful and I think I couldn't agree more. Tell us a little bit about, you know, was there someone that was like a big influential person upon you, you know, when you either when you started Clear STEM or when you started the podcast or when you just kind of were looking at your social media and you're like, this is kind of where I want to go. So it's funny, my mentors don't even know they're my mentors. Like, <laughs> That's I, awesome. <laughs> so I, no one, no one in my family like owns their own business. Like I've, I have a lot of family of educators, <clears throat> like my parents are teachers, professors. Um, wow. So there, yeah, there's not, there, there's no one like big in business in my family, um, somewhere where I could have like gone to with advice about anything. So I really felt like for myself, I was like pioneering this on my own. So my mentors have been listening to podcasts, like, um, oh. Brandon Cohen, he's one of my friends, but he probably doesn't even know he's like one of my mentors. He's the CEO of liquid IV. And oh my I goodness. just love his, like his aspect and view on life and also in business and just kind of his authenticity about going about everything, his hustle mentality, never stop working mentality, but also finding balance within that. Um, he's very inspirational to me. The guys behind the movement watches. Yeah. Um, their story is absolutely incredible. Um, they actually, they went to San Diego really? State. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm yeah, gonna like, do some yeah, research on that I, too. I'll now. give you a couple podcast episodes to listen to that they're on that are like phenomenal. Well, like they're they're rock stars and hustlers, and they're some of my mentors, um, Gary V and Lewis Howes. Like yeah. they're my mentors. They totally <laughs> don't know it, but like I just I soak up so much information from different podcasts, from different interviews, and I just learn, 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 and then implement what works for me and some things do and some things don't but that's where I get my inspiration from one one woman who's been really awesome Caroline Beckman she was the um, co-founder and CEO of Nomva Nomva closed but she started this new company called Nori amazing new probiotic company that actually focuses on the brain and gut health uh, connection so it's the first probiotic to really focus on like anxiety and depression and mental health because it's specific probiotic strands that help with your brain, that help with like the anxiety and depression in those. Yeah, it's it launches in February. I pre-ordered like four months ago. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I, yeah, yeah, I'm um, about that. Very excited. I feel like we're starting to really pick up on those connections that your brain mm-hmm. is related, you know, or your gut is related to your emotion yeah. and your mental health and everything like that. Yeah. So that's so. Wow. But Caroline was the very first employee of Suja Juice. Because it was no just, way. it was Annie and Eric that like founded it. Yeah. She was their very first employee. She worked her way up. She was VP of special projects, then created Namba, now creating Nori. But so she, in like the CPG, like com- uh, consumer packaging goods realm, she's mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. So she's put, put me in contact with like a manufacturer. And so she's given me a lot of contacts and been really opening to getting on phone calls and answering questions. Wow. So she's been a huge, huge help to me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> look at San Diego go, dude. I mean, movement, Nori, look at us. Yeah. We're, we're putting, we're getting on the map. One we're way getting or another. on the map. It's a, <laughs> San Diego is an awesome place for entrepreneurs and connections because entrepreneurs that aren't competitive is how I feel. Like, yeah. I just feel like everyone's willing to help other people here and there's mm-hmm. a really good sense of community 
but also everyone's doing their own thing. And everyone, it's yeah. so funny you say that because I feel the same exact way. Like it's, you're actually talking about this San Diego versus LA versus New York. Because mm-hmm. in New yeah. York, it's a lot about like, I mean, the same thing in LA, but it's a little bit more about leveraging. Mm-hmm. So like, why I'm going to give you four contacts, but I'm going to save that favor for later. Exactly. Whereas LA is a little bit like, I'm not going to talk to you unless I know <laughs> you have something worth my time. And then San Diego's like, if you don't ask people from San Diego, you're not going to receive. Because they're too busy doing their own thing. And it's nothing personal. It's just you got to go to people in San Diego and be like, hey, I want your time. Like, I come and they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) What do you need? Who can I buy you? I'm a a big fan of what's called the five-minute favor. And so um, maybe I can't help you with financing your company, but I can put you in contact with our accountant. Like yeah. it's the, you know, it's like, it's the, the five minute favor is like, I can connect you with someone that can help you with that. I love that you call it the five minute favor. Yeah. It takes five minutes to send a connecting email. Like I have a friend who like wanted to work with Fabletics and I was doing a partnership with them and I'm like, yeah, here, let me connect you to my girl. And so oh. just being able to help other people without spending 10 hours of your time helping someone, totally. but finding them like who, who can, who else can help them? I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the best pieces of advice is pieces of advice I'd ever received was as my business coach way back in the day. And she was like, the best thing you can ever be is the person that everyone texts for something. She's like, the best person you can ever be is the person there. Oh, Whitney knows. Let me call Whitney. Let me Love talk to that. Whitney. Let me. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, when you first, especially when you first start, I mean, when we first started Ekis Marketing, I mean, we've had, we've had client lists ripped off. We've had brand contacts ripped off. We've had every, every freaking intern in the book, good, bad, the ugly, you know, take these contacts that we've literally pounded pavement so when we when first starting out I was like I'm not no No one's like anything I was like I "I don't know anybody don't ask me for anything but I mean now I mean we I mean I have good it's awesome I have good relationships with like Allie Grant and with like Sarah Brooks and like those are people where like I've had people be like oh like aren't those your competitors and I'm like literally no because the way that we connect Mm -hmm. I mean I could send any you know any client to them but I could send clients to them and in respect to you know there's things that they send off to me yeah so it's like you know I love having those relationships and I think in any part of business that you can have is having a good relationship with everybody you know helping everybody out like you said the five minute mm-hmm. favor I mean like and we're I mean we're small peanuts compared to them but I mean if, if I ever had to go to them with anything I know that we have a good standing relationship which is literally my favorite I think that's so important to be able to have that like non-competitive relationship too. Like be like, okay, maybe you're not a good fit. So you're going to pass it on to me, or maybe this person's not a good fit for us and pass along to you and be in being honest about that. Mm -hmm. I think is so important. I think you have to be, I mean, I think too, like, I mean, I look up to both of those girls as kind of mentors or, you know, people that I respect and that who I'd like our business to replicate. Mm -hmm. Why would I not want a good relationship with them? Why would I not want them literally, you know, on the podcast talking to me, I take up every bit of their time if I can. So I totally agree with that. So tell me a little bit about where you see social media going. Because I mean, you're involved in the podcast world, you're involved, you know, you have a good, pretty good following. I mean, tell me a little bit about where you see this whole movement going. I don't think social, I don't see social media going away ever (laughs) anytime soon. (laughs) It's obviously constantly evolving. It's not, it's just serving a different generation right now. 100%. Yeah. It's serving a lot of the forties, fifties, 60 year olds, Mm -hmm. um, because there's still so like 
still like marketing on Facebook to sell products is still like one of the highest ROIs that exist. And like people are still on it. And so I think, I think Instagram is going to continue to evolve. I think it's going to become more niches. And I think people are going to expect more community aspect in the sense of say these big celebrities never responding to comments or DMs. I think you're going to start to see more of them responding and you kind of already do like do you follow julian huff mm-hmm. love her she started last week started doing this like morning pages i saw that. challenge yeah. yeah so she's been talking about how she does morning pages every morning she's doing this challenge that if you post on stories every morning when you do it and then at the end of it post this uh photo on your feed you're essentially entered to do a one-hour skype call with her oh, like wow. with julian huff That's like this, awesome. yeah so i think more bigger influential people like more in the celebrity space are connecting with people more you see a lot more athletes that are doing more things on social media connecting with more kids and getting in front of people and so i think you're just gonna see a lot more connection happen and the reason for that i think people are seeing the bullshit i think people are seeing like the people that just post with like holding a product but not like educating about anything not responding to people so i i think you're gonna see more of that just more of the connection yeah i i mean i totally agree with you i think I mean, I could go on a rant on Instagram all day. <laughs> I, I think my podcast is starting to turn into I hate Instagram podcast. We get to, we get to do a podcast episode where we call bullshit on things on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, I'll do it all day. All day. Let, me, let me line it up. But you know what? It It is. And like, for example, we've, we've been talking to some people, again, on this podcast about things like LinkedIn and things like Pinterest, where they're harnessing, you know, these really, really unique friendly algorithms and in the communities are building and the, the connection, like you said, the, the connections that are made are literally so priceless. I mean, LinkedIn, you could literally just reach out to CEO yeah. and it's seen, I mean, your content's being seen and things like that. So, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that, I don't think social media is going away, but I do think that there's, like you said, there people are like, we're swaying right now. We're, we're kind of swaying from, either, you know, the really, really curated, perfect content that seems unachievable to this real time transparency that everyone is also craving because we're all human beings. We want a personal connection. Yeah. I always, I don't always forget about LinkedIn. I forget to mention LinkedIn. It's so powerful. And I Mm -hmm. think right now there's a huge white space open for the wellness and fitness industry in LinkedIn, because I don't think people in that space understand how many articles circulate on LinkedIn and how many people see it. That I have one friend, she she has like a personal training business and she is really targeting like the women who are hustling that do not even have time for like an hour workout class. Yeah. And, and I was like, you need to be writing articles on LinkedIn yeah. because like those are the people she wants to serve. Like the, the 20, the thirties, forties, like those, those women that are like really struggling to find the time and five move, find movement. And I'm like, those women exist on LinkedIn. Like yeah. those hustlers that are working corporate jobs that can't find time to work out. Like they're on LinkedIn. Yeah. And that's where they're spending a lot of their time. Well, yeah. And I mean, I, I, I totally agree. It's, you know, and I feel like even, I mean, we're seeing that so much nowadays. I feel like I can't even get up and go to spin anymore. I'm like <laughs> exhausted, <laughs> but um, not just to bring that back to me. But anyway, I, I totally agree with you on that. And mm-hmm. I think that there's, I think that we're just so, you know, we're seeing a shift, right? We're seeing this, we're seeing the generation that's maybe five, 10 years younger than me and you 
they're all on YouTube. It's yeah. all it's all video mm-hmm. content. It's all real life content. And then we're also seeing, you know, we're so used to growing up with Instagram, not growing up with Instagram, but going through our adult life into mm-hmm. our careers with Instagram. So that's our main connector. And all of a sudden now, Instagram used to be this place of networking and connection. And it's not. It's not anymore. Yeah. You know, it's harder and harder and harder for you to compete. So I feel like we're seeing that huge shift where it's like, okay, look, you know what? You know, Pinterest is one of the main website uh, traffic drivers. Yeah, especially for women. Like, for women. It's a, yeah, it's totally <laughs> amazing. Cow. I mean, but I mean, I like, I catch guys on Pinterest more than I catch yeah. women nowadays. <laughs> and I'm just like, shit. And, and then, I mean, same thing in LinkedIn too. I, I mean, it's kind of cool. I've, I've, I should be way more active on it, but I was noticing, I was like, wow, I have connect connections with all these people within the marketing industry in San Diego. And I'm not leveraging that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything with yeah. all that. And that's literally like just money sitting on the table or, you know, a contact that could be worth something, you know, so much greater. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, interesting time for sure. It is. Yeah. There's a purpose for all of them. And I think it's recognizing that. Yeah. So we've talked, I mean, your story, clear stem, you, you're amazing. Thank I love, you. I love talking to you. I always do. I want to move into some kind of like, I guess I call it rapid fire. Some fun, the fun questions. Yeah, the, the fun, fun part. part. <laughs> the funky questions. I was like, I feel like, who was I talking? I can't remember. My brain is shot right now. But I was talking to somebody. I was like, I love leaving these for the end because I feel like people love hearing them. And we get so deep like early on. It's like, now here's, here's the lighthearted uh, Yeah, stuff. it's like, you got to wait till the yeah. end. Because, like, I probably have skippers on my podcast. <laughs> I don't want to hear him talk about this anymore. I'm over it. Okay. So let's start off with your favorite cocktail. Okay. So I, I'm giving you this in three parts. So, <laughs> yes. so in, in college, I quickly realized sugary drinks were not for me. Like, <laughs> doesn't every yeah, hangovers, basically on my deathbed. I also was broke in college. Like my parents didn't give me money. I just worked an on-campus job. And yeah. so like going out to bars, I just couldn't be ordering all these mixed drinks. So in college, before, like not even thinking of like the health and wellness aspect of it, I would order kettle one on the rocks with like six lemons because no way. a kettle one on the rocks was cheaper than even like a, a kettle one in soda water or a kettle one like with a mixed drink. It was actually cheaper on the rocks, but I would get more liquor in it for less of a cost. <laughs> so that's okay. It, it, that, but I mean, that also stems to the whole vodka water. Like, yeah, that was exactly. like, yeah, that became a trend. Yeah. So like I was the only one drinking it and people would be like, ew, what? Because I would get like six lemons in it, like squeeze them all in, mash them up, like yeah. muddle them with my straw. People were like, what? the hell are you drinking and I'm like listen I feel great and I don't wake up wake up hungover yeah I got so many friends hooked on I was like it's cheaper I'm not hungover and I feel great yeah I feel great and so that upgraded to Tito's um because Tito's just like tastes so much better cleaner like gluten-free all the good stuff and so that transition to I found a love for tequila but like good like good to not college tequila. Like no, no Jose Cuervo? No, no. Silver, clean. 
clean tequila and I am like my best drunk on tequila. So even <laughs> keeled, I drank tequila my entire wedding night. So we were only allowed to have beer and wine and two signature drinks. Okay. I let my husband, well, we did one signature drink was like, like this lavender champagne, like this cute little thing. Ooh. And he picked a whiskey Coke. And I was like, I don't really care because I want to drink tequila. So I had like a Costco sized bottle behind the bar that was like just for me on my wedding. Shut <laughs> it's like bride yeah. tequila. Yeah. So I drank like my whole bachelorette weekend, my whole wedding, drank tequila, was never, never wasted, never like emotional, didn't yeah. like get hungover, like so even keeled. So I still always love my tequila. I'll do like tequila with just a lime or um so delicious. But I have like a new drink just in the last couple months. <laughs> it's called a gold rush, but you have to be careful. A if, gold rush? Yeah. Oh, but, tell me more. But you have to be careful if you're like ordering at a bar because like people can make it differently. Basically okay. what it is, a really clean whiskey. So I like mm. Maker's Mark. It's a gluten-free mm. whiskey. I don't get hungover on it. It's really great. So whiskey, a little bit of honey, lemon juice, and fresh grated ginger. It is like candy. Ooh. Like it is so good. The ginger. Yeah. But some bars will dump like ginger beer in it. So that's uh. why usually like, usually you'll want to order at like more of a craft cocktail type place. Like someone yeah. that's going to like spend the time to make it. To like I shave the ginger. Yeah. I wouldn't it. order yeah. it like out on a Friday night at a bar. Like I don't know how they're going to make it. So you know, don't so order it at dive bars. Yeah. <laughs> so stick with your like clean vodka, clean tequila yeah. if you're ordering at a dive bar. But if you're like chilling, like, or you're making it at home with like friends, whoever, um, or like at a nice craft cocktail place, like, mm. oh my gosh, it is so good. And I can drink like three tequilas and not feel drunk. And I can have like one of those and feel robust. So <laughs> I feel like whiskey like gets me real quick. So it's a nice, like, I can't drink more than two. Like, That's but they're so good. They're, okay. Yeah. So I gotta I try like, that. Cause so I'm, delicious. I'm a total, I love it. I'm like, I'm a good old fashioned. Like I love a good old fashioned. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, it's oh like, so good. So good. The best. Yeah. So good. Okay. That's amazing. What is your favorite Instagram stock? So I love people that are that are real. Like yeah. that I that I feel like I'm hanging out with. One girl I had followed her for so long, we've actually become friends now. Um Aww. Lindsay, she's weeknight bite. Oh, I don't know. She's if here I've in seen San Diego. Um, yeah, weeknight bite. But she lived in LA for like the last couple years and she's born and raised in San Diego. Okay. Was in LA for a long time, came back. She has a really awesome story too. She's gone over to cooking school in Italy and back. She was working in the corporate world for a long time, but Basically, she has, like, the best recipes ever. Really She's simple, so easy. She's so cute. Yeah. Like, so real, authentic. Feel like I'm hanging out with her. Not annoying. Because, like, a lot of people <laughs> annoy me very quickly on yeah. Instagram. Um, yeah. So, she's, like, one of my favorite people to follow. There's also this girl. I went to – we weren't from – I knew her because we went to college together. We didn't really know each other much, but she opened a, bo a clothing boutique back in Pittsburgh. Mm. Uh, it's called Number 14. Her name is Brie Conley. And – she's she's such a hustler like she shows all the behind the scenes of like when she's ordering product how her like the basement of her store is like stocked a product when they're stocking wow. the shelves like she really shares the ins and outs of like running a boutique and purchasing months and months in advance for new trends and she does try-ons where she shows how everything fit like she's just she's so business oriented with wow. her clothing boutique and yeah. it's gorgeous and so like Instagram, Instagram, but like, it's so cute. Um, and so I like people, and I like people that show like their, their real selves and the behind the scenes of what they do and kind of 
what makes them who they are. Like that's, yeah. that's the stuff I like to see. That's amazing. I totally agree with you. I love, I love that behind the scenes realness. Mm-hmm. Cause I, 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 I kind of too, I feel like, especially as business owners, I, I want, I want to know, I want to yeah. know what your struggles are. I want to mm-hmm. know what's happening. I want to know, you know, like what, what, what's, what's the hard part? Yeah. How do, how do you, how do you do it? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Cause it's not easy. Like, it's no, not easy. no. <laughs> Helen and I always share our highlights and lowlights every week because there's there. Yeah. There's some highlights, but there's a whole lot of lowlights. Wait, I want so you to do forget. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do it right now. What's do your highlight? Home. I mean, it's okay. a Monday, but I know it's funny. <laughs> I, when I do it, I always have to like, look at my calendar. I'm like, what did I do? Cause like, sometimes <laughs> I like forget what I've done. Okay. So this highlight. Uh-huh. Okay. So this past weekend, didn't I had a little event Saturday morning, but no like real plans for the rest of the day. And was it that really cute on the beach? Yes. Yeah. So my really last minute, my friend was like, "Hey, I know you're really busy, but it's last <clears throat> minute. Like, girlfriend and I are having just like, you know, celebrating her birthday. Really last get together on yeah. the beach." And I totally thought it was gonna be like a quick thing there for an hour. Matt and I like had other things, you know, errands and stuff to do, and. We got there and I was off my phone and hanging out with a bunch of people that have nothing to do with Instagram and nothing to do with business. And it's really refreshing when like when you do hang out with a group of people that I I don't mean don't care what you do, but I mean, instead of being in a room conversation, it's not the focus. Yeah. Where people aren't like, oh, what about this on Instagram? And what about this? And oh, I'm so frustrated with the algorithm. And like, (laughs) you know, like I feel like every event I go to, it's what like Top, like topics of conversation revolve around and I'm like oh my god I just want to hang out with like quote-unquote normal people in the mm-hmm. sense of like people that don't just talk about Instagram sometimes and don't just talk about what events they're going to people yeah. that have other jobs and pursuing other things and it's, it's very relaxing to me when people don't care what I do like <laughs> you know you know what and I get that all the time too I, I get questions constantly of like why I go out to the desert or like you know, why I love to hang out. Um, I want to do one of those weekends with you. <laughs> like, I'll bring my own camping stuff. Can I come ATVing out with you Please in the desert? Do. Like, so bad. Like, I love those types of things where yeah. things don't revolve around Instagram. Like, well, you're out the bunch- people out there, they don't give a shit about Instagram. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we spent, like, all day Saturday, like, playing beach games. My friend Anisha, who owns Powerhouse Pizza, delivered, like, a bunch of gluten-free pizzas. We were just, like eating on the beach, laughing, not on our phones, just talking about random stuff in life. It just, it had nothing to do with work. It had nothing to do with Instagram. And I was with a bunch of people that don't care. And it like, it was so refreshing to just have a Saturday like that. And it honestly, I mean, you probably weren't even on like your phone. You probably were unplugged and just like, I took like one little video. We took a couple pictures and the pizza came. But other than that, like my phone was sitting in my book bag the entire time. That's so nice. Awesome. Dude, that's amazing. Okay, so what's so what's your low? Low light. Low oh. light. This is. I feel like this is my low light of like the freaking month. But oh. we're so we're reviewing all of our packaging for Clear Stem. Oh, and it has just been one freaking hurdle after the next with the FDA. So like. First of all, Ooh. rant, there are so many skincare companies breaking the rules when it comes to like what you are allowed to list on skincare products. Really? So you can't list anything that could be seen as making a medical claim in any way possible. So what was the, we couldn't put, we can't put repair on our bottle because it's like, well, what are you repairing? You can put renew though, but you can't put repair. Cannot put anti-inflammatory, which I see 
Wait, what? Yeah, I a, see the all the I, time. There's a, there's a big skincare brand <laughs> in Credo Beauty, and it has all these words listed on it. And basically, like all the words are like breaking the. So rules. how do they not get caught? If they just haven't off? got caught yet. <laughs> like yeah, oh yeah. It's in when you get caught by the FDA, you get this like, huge warning letter published, and like it's it's a huge deal, huge fine. Like it's wow. not good. And so there's all these words we want to be able to put on our bottle that we can't. And so we thought we had it like set. Um, like we're launching new website, new packaging, like really like so excited about it. And things just keep getting pushed because we were about to get our physical bottle printed and sent to us for like final approval. When our like graphic design person at our manufacturer was like, we just took another look at this and we think there might be some more issues on the back. Cause on the back we have like zero pore cloggers, like zero acne triggers, but we have like luminous glow. Like it, it's annoying how like kind of fake you have to be with words because like yeah. we have a lot of really good, like Eastern medicine healing modalities that like we should be able to make certain claims about, but we can't, <laughs> but things like luminous glow and hydrate, like a bunch of different things that like, I wish we could be more like tactical with the words. Right. I hate like, that's why like a lot of the same skincare like circulates the same words because there's only so many words you can use. Like um, that's so hard. Yeah, that's so, like, so difficult. I feel like it just keeps getting pushed back. And so we were so close last week to being able to like have this new like a final approval, finally moving forward. Cause as soon as we get the product, we can shoot with it, get that new stuff on our website, everything. And it just got pushed back again. So it's like, now we might have to change up more words on it, which means more days, more like just so much more in between. It's like, we are so close to launching everything and it's just like keeps getting pushed back because of like little regulations or we don't like want to get in trouble with anything. And, but it is frustrating because you, I see so many other people breaking the rules and that's but, so hard too. When you want to do everything by the book yeah. and you know that someone's getting away with something mm-hmm. and you're like, I gotta still do me. I'm still going to yeah. do the right thing. But like, screw yeah. you. So that was just like, Oh, put me in like, kind of a crap I had to breathe through it but I was like gosh not another thing putting us back like come on dude I mean I love that I I love well first off I love that you do a high and a low that's amazing that's so much fun I let's see what's my yeah, highlight what's your what's your highlight and low light of the week you can uh, go to bat you can go to last week okay <laughs> last week Let's see. So we, as a, as a marketing agency, uh, it's always hard because holidays until kind of the new year slow because we're going, everyone goes into budget season and things like that. So we kind of took that time to like take a breath and restructure. So like (laughs) going through all of our systems, I, I going through all of our systems and calling out all my fault, like faults of like 2018, (laughs) Like all the shit that I've done wrong, like all the times I've fallen on my face, like, woo, that was, I was like, that was seeing him right there. Damn, right that was you. humbling or like PL, like everything. I mean, we did, we did freaking exceptional for our first real year of business. And Congratulations, I, thank you. by the way. Thank like, you. You've built something like, incredible here. And You're so like, sweet. I just, it's really exciting to see. Like Thank you. very exciting. It's it's been a it's been a it's been a hurdle. It's mm-hmm. been a journey. <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean that was, you know, and I think too, you probably know this about having your own business, but you tend to take things so personally. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always kind of say I wouldn't take it so personally, my last name wasn't on the company, but 
I think really, I mean, kind of building, taking yourself out of that and saying, look, okay, now I'm stronger. Now I'm better. Now I know what I'm not supposed to be doing, but it it is a low when you have to go through and restructure when you have to go through and say, okay, I'm never going to do this again, or I'm never going to handle, you know, this type of thing again, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to be better than I was. It is, it takes, it is a little bit personal. Like I yeah. take it personal. I want to be the fucking best. Yes. Like yeah. I'm going to take so it to when you like see all your faults in front of you. It's like, why did I do that or why did I handle it that way or well okay so and then all that to say the high is that we just hired on I actually just hired on our first partner oh my gosh oh man and she's huge she's great she's our new CFO and um I'm not gonna say her name just yet because we're not we're not in the final agreement process Mm -hmm. I mean we're in the final agreement process um but it's not finalized but she's just a fucking animal. And oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I sit back and it's it's really funny, but I kind of like just sit back and watch her. And, you know, again, you know what it's like to have a partner, mm-hmm. but having raised this company on my own, having, I mean, there's been times where, you know, I, I've done, I've been inside my own head. You know, I had to rely on my own self mm-hmm. to really pick up the pieces or if something you put out the fires. So to have somebody now where I get to share a little bit of that weight has really just, I mean, I was talking to her the other day and I was like, I, I feel like I've just like, like I have creativity again. Yeah. I feel like I freed up that little part of your brain oh, that was on overdrive. Like I can see colors again, yeah. you know, and it, it it's just nice. And so that's been one of our biggest highs is because now I get to share this with somebody that's also vested mm-hmm. and somebody that cares and somebody that's also motivated by what we're doing. So that's, and I think too, I mean, we've had, we've had interns, we've had employees, we've had, you know, so many different people kind of to either take a step in or take a step out that to have somebody that was like, this is not only going to work, but we're going to be the greatest. And I'm, I'm with you 50, 50, like that's a big, that's, that's a big incredible. game changer. Yeah. So that was, that was my high. That that's was a not to high. get emotional. <laughs> I love it. That is an awesome, that is a fantastic high. Oh dude. Well, okay. Look, you've been absolutely amazing. I want to put clear stem in the show notes. I want, so link Thank us you. up. I mean, awesome. is anything we should know before we let you go? I think I, we covered a lot and thank you so much for having me on. Like, these are just so much fun and connecting with other women business owners and entrepreneurs is, is so refreshing because like we said, there's a, there's a lot of bullshit out there. Mm -hmm. And like when you finally carve through it and meet those select people that like have so much value and like have so much meat to them, like they're not just like flesh of a person, like, (laughs) you know, like there's, there's there's like, there's layers to it and there's meat to someone and like, and you just, connect so much that like I'm I'm so glad I found you and Aww. thank you so much for having I'm me I'm so on. glad I found <laughs> you I don't think I would be able to cook without you <laughs> I got you that is one thing that's sadly like fallen by the wayside a little bit with everything I have going on like there's so many more recipes I want to put on the blog which is finding the time and yeah. I think I need to like put my ego down a little bit and just get it up even if I don't have like perfect pictures or anything like that just like get it up to get it up because yeah. people ask for it and I'm like working on it, working on it. I'm like, I just need I just need to like, just throw it up there. Even if it like looks like shit when I put it on, but at least it's there. No, you know, I mean, and like you said, it's all in like that. the realness and I yeah, mean, so I like think they're, they're all typing the notes, on my phone, it's like screenshot the notes, on my phone, put that, dude, <laughs> put that on there. Yeah, dude. I honestly, anything you curate, curate, I guarantee will not look like shit. So Thank I think you. you're fine. Thank you. Well, okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to put everything in the show notes and thank you for going under the influence with us. Thank you. (laughs)